This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, we're going to play a little game. Guess bank, credit union, or both. Because when you work with a credit union or a bank, overall, you'll get pretty much the same services, right? Checking accounts, savings accounts, uh, personal loans, and more. But credit unions and banks have their differences, too. So bank, credit union, or both tend to pay higher interest rates and have lower fees. Bank, credit union, or both. Deposits are insured up to $250,000. Bank, credit union, or both. ATM fees. It's seven figures. I'm Sandy Waters. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join the podcast. Each week, we invite in the experts, people we can trust, to give us the real deal. What do we need to know? How can we become more financially aware? What do we need to do to reach our financial goals? And that is financial independence. Hopefully, you walk away with a financial nugget you can put into action because knowledge is power. And today, we focus on credit unions. What makes them different? Does it matter? If we work with a bank or a credit union, we're going to give you the facts and then you decide where you feel more comfortable. What is better fit for your financial needs? We cash in with our expert, Tom Dambra from Family First Federal Credit Union. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Sandy. This podcast is all about getting in the minds of financially successful people. How did you get to where you are today? What was it in your life that pushed you and motivated you to stay focused financially? Well, let's be clear about one thing first. You're okay. not sitting across from Warren Buffett. <laughs> okay. um, I'm a local kid. But I did go to school in Boston with big dreams, grew up in a small town. Uh-huh. Yeah, right here, locally. Grew okay. up here in Leroy. Uh, went to, off to college with big aspirations. Going to work in a big high-rise building in Boston after I got done with school and make millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. But realized that um, I am indeed a local kid and uh, had a long-distance relationship with my now wife, Molly. So we decided after school that we were going to move back into this area. So I went to work for uh, a local telephone company. Paying bills, paying my dues really is what I like to call it. Um, I think a lot of kids get out of school with high aspirations, thinking that they're going to run a company right away. Typically doesn't happen. Right. So you need to pay your dues. And that's what I did. I went to work for the local telephone company, paying bills. And that Mm. company paid for my MBA, which was terrific. You don't see a lot of, um, but it was able to save me a lot of money. I'm very thankful for that. So from there, I spent uh, about 10 years working for the phone company. Mm -hmm. Got a call from a friend one day from a local community bank and said, I have a job, think you might be interested. I said, well, let me talk to you about it and see how it goes. And it worked out great. I had a nice opportunity, local community bank. So I spent about a decade at that bank doing several different jobs, learned a lot along the way. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of years ago, got a call from a recruiter, kind of out of the blue, wasn't looking, but got a call out of the blue and said, would you be interested in potentially working for a credit union? You know, first, I, I wasn't sure. I hadn't thought much about it. Yeah. Um, but um, I had a chance to go meet the board of directors. I had a chance to go meet the management team. And immediately, there was a great connection there. And probably most importantly, the name, Family First. It caught me. I have three teenage daughters, and family is first for me. And being able to work locally all the time, I was traveling a little bit for my okay. previous job. And so this job 
has given me the opportunity to to be local, to be with my family in the evenings, to go watch basketball and softball and oh, soccer good. games. Yeah. And uh, but at the same time, really be part of a fantastic organization made up of 55 people. With all the guests that we have in, we talk about as a parent, you have to talk finances with your kids. You have to be open and honest, right? For sure. You being in the middle of it all of the time. I mean, that's your profession. How do you discuss finances with your kids? Yeah, we talk about the value of the dollar. Really, at the end of the day, we're talking about how do you use the money that you have appropriately? My oldest daughter has a job at the local golf course and she's making minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And she is learning the value of a dollar. Now, my daughter just asked me this the other day. I did not know how to respond. How much is your paycheck a week? So I can get an idea of how much I should be making when I grow up. And I was like, uh, the, uh Ooh, that's a I don't know if I feel comfortable telling you. Yep. But is that bad if you disclose that much information to your kids? You have to be careful because your kid could be running around telling, I know, telling everybody like, how much you make, you know? And, I told her, I said, listen, kid, I trust you, but... I don't know. I think it's important that kids understand how to live within their means. So understanding that mom and dad are working hard so that we can live within our means, Um, having a a nice home to be able to live in, being able to, you know, get from point A to point B in a vehicle. I have a pickup truck that's seven years old that has 140,000 miles on it. So spending money on things that are, really important in yeah. life, I think, is what it's is what's most important to, to disclose. Yeah. And try to lead by example. OK, let's talk about credit unions now. Let's compare credit unions and banks. What is better fitted for you? We're going to give you all the information today and then you decide for yourself. Credit unions at one time were known as the small bank, right? They were specific to just I remember my dad when he worked at Kodak, he banked at ESL because that was exclusive to Kodak employees and their families. Yep. That's not the case anymore, right? It's not. I mean, there's two different types of credit unions. There's one that's called a SEG, and that's in a select employee group. Okay. And so um, you have to be an employee of a particular organization to be able to qualify for that organization. There may be some other things tied, whether you're a family member, et cetera. But then there's also community chartered credit unions, and that's what Family First is. We're a community chartered credit union. So we are community chartered here in Monroe County and a few townships in Wayne County. So you either need to live work, worship, or attend school in that community as it's defined. That's really where our focus is anyways. I mean, we want to we be serving the people of Monroe County and those okay. townships in Wayne County. That's where our focus is. That's where we bring our deposits in, and that's where we lend the money out to. That's clearly, as a locally focused credit union, what we want to be doing. Because the shareholders, I guess you could say, are the members of the community. Okay. Now we played a little game in the beginning of this podcast, bank, credit union, or both. Uh, So let's see if we answered correctly here. Bank, credit union, or both tend to pay higher interest rates and have lower fees. Well, I'm biased for sure (laughs) as I work for a credit union. Um, But but certainly um, I think you'll more often than not find that credit unions have lower fees and have higher uh, deposit interest rates and lower loan rates. Why is that? How is that? Well, again, we're owned by our members. We don't have shareholders like a okay. bank does. And a bank is looking to make sure that their shareholders are making as much money as they possibly can based okay. on the share price, based on the dividend that they receive. And so they, of course, have to make more money likely than uh, a credit union okay. will. And so that's really the difference. 
bank, credit union, or both, deposits are insured up to $250,000. So is your money equally as safe? It is. That's both. So the FDIC insures bank deposits and the NCUA insures credit union deposits. Okay. So equally as safe. Up to $250,000. Okay. Bank, credit union, or both, ATM fees. Talk to us about these fees. ATM fees, they can be very, very difficult to, to stomach, right? You go up to the ATM and you're all of a sudden got $3 coming off, yeah. your, coming off your account immediately. So ATM fees, yes. Typically, credit unions have lower levels of ATM fees. The nice thing about credit unions as well is that they often partner with one another. So here in the Rochester area, there are upwards of 75 surcharge-free ATMs. So we'll partner with other credit unions for you to be able to utilize your your debit card at any ATM. See, I was going to ask you that. The number of ATMs, too. Sure. So So how do I know if I'm a family first member, not customer, member, we're all members. That's right. um, How do I know which ATM I can go to, which one you're working with? So we have this terrific app on our phone. So if you have have the family first app, all you need to do is go on to your app and plug in exactly where you're located and you will get the nearest ATM or several ATMs within a couple mile radius of where you are. And so really wherever you are, if you're 10 miles from home and you want to know where you can get to the ATM and not have to pay a fee, plug in where you are and it will come up and show you where that ATM is located. And in a lot of cases, fee free. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's unique too, just hearing that you guys work together. It's a cooperative thing. Sure. As, as not-for-profits, we do partner very, very closely. We share best practices. Um, again, we're, we're in it for, for the members. Okay. Um, and so you know, clearly we need to be competitive. There's, there's upwards of 30 financial institutions in the, yeah. in the Rochester market. But at the same time, credit unions have a, what I would consider a special bond to work together for the common good, doing what's right for people. So how do you stay in business, though? I mean, you got to be trying to make some kind of money to pay for just, you know, the employees and whatnot. Sure. Is, is your profit margin just a little bit different than banks? It is. Again, um, there's a couple of things. So first and foremost, the spread. We call it the spread in the, in the credit union and banking world. That's the difference between the interest rates that we receive for loans. So okay. the mortgage that, you, that you're paying for on a monthly basis. Yeah. Or your car loan. And what we pay out in deposits. So, uh, for example, we have a Pinnacle checking deposit product, and that offers 2% on your deposit up okay. to a certain amount of money. So that 2% is what we pay you to bring your money to us. We turn around, and if you have a mortgage with us, and it's a 30-year mortgage, we'll charge you 4% for that mortgage. So the difference you have is 2% of uh-huh. what you're paying for the loan versus the 2% that you're getting paid okay. for the deposit. That 2% is primarily what we're working off of. Um, there's lots of different product, loan products out there that create a certain amount of income that the credit union generates. We take that and then pay off our depositors, our members, with uh, what they deserve and they have coming to them at the end of the month. The rest of that is used to do one of two things. Either do what you just said, pay our employees and yeah. pay for our facilities, um, or it goes into our capital. And the capital is that safety net of monies should the credit union need to do something for perhaps covering a bad loan or yeah. it's the emergency fund like right. we should all have if i'm at a bank now 
and I move over to a credit union, will I even feel the difference? Is it really the fees that I'm going to sure. notice? The fees are a big, big part of it. The, the One other piece about this, too, is local decision making. I've worked on both sides of the business. I've been in the banking world and I've been in the credit union world. Your real large organizations may not have local decision making. So, Sandy, you come to me and you want to you want to take out a mortgage or a car loan. I'm making that decision. Um, along with some of my peers right here in Rochester. Whereas with a large bank, oh, here are that the decision it's, may not uh, be being made right here in Rochester. So I may not know if, if I'm making that decision somewhere else, I may not know all the circumstances. What's going on in Rochester? You know, Is, is working for 98.9 a good yeah. piece of employment? And uh, um, those are some of the benefits that I think a credit union can bring by making those local decisions. What is the biggest misconception about credit unions? You hit on it earlier, that there's some special club that you need to be part of to be able to get into (laughs) a credit union. Again, with a community chartered credit union, live, work, worship, uh, attend school. Odds are that if you live in the greater Rochester area, you're going to be able to qualify. Is it hard to keep up with technology, technology that can compete with the big banks? We work hard. And that's, you know, as far as the dollars that we spend, and how do we stay open? That was yeah. one of your questions. We put a lot of money into technology as well. Okay. We need to stay cutting edge along with, with the banks to make sure that we are offering almost everything that they, that they offer. Um, you aren't going to want to come do business with me if I don't have that same level of technology that, mm. um, that a bank has. Mm-hmm. And so on things like online bill pay and apps on your phone and latest and greatest ATMs that are out there. All those things are critical to people, and we need to be able to offer that. Um, Many, many credit unions do just that. Most exciting thing that you guys are working on at Family First Credit Union. Is there something on the horizon that that you're excited about? You know, we've just ventured into um, small business lending. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's, It's very exciting for us. We primarily are concentrating on the small real estate investor, so maybe you and your husband own a couple of uh, apartment buildings yeah. um, and you, you need some financing for that. Those are the kind of things that we're looking at. So, again, a lot of one to four family homes that, again, real estate investors are interested in some equipment financing. Okay. Again, meant for the small business. We're, we're not going after the, the large companies, if you will. That's not um, a, the right place for us. But those smaller companies are certainly a place that we would like to be part of. And we've had some nice success most recently, and we're continuing to build on that success. So real estate investment and uh, and equipment financing have been big for us. Tom Dambra, CEO of Family First Federal Credit Union. Thank you so much. Hopefully we gave you uh, little nuggets of knowledge so you can make the decision what's better suited for you financially, credit union or, or a bank. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandy. I appreciate it. It's one of the most exciting purchases you'll make yet. One of the most dreadful, buying a new car. We will arm you with the knowledge, what you need to know about the car buying process. Confessions of a salesman. We cash in with our expert, VP of Universal Imports, Mark Fierbacher, next week on Seven Figures. On Twitter at Seven Figures Pod, on iTunes, and on Google Play.